It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. John Moran is back, but just how much of a difference is it going to make on a Grizzlies team that is on night one, it was pretty great. Also, the Vikings have had a roller coaster playoff resume. And is it time for the Bears to move on from Justin Fields? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. John Morant, always with the flair for the dramatic. In his return this NBA season after serving his suspension, not only back, back with the game winner, a 115-113 win over the New Orleans Pelicans. He drops 34 points and looks every bit the John Morant we are used to seeing. Joe Molinax from Locked On Grizzlies joins me now. And, and Joe, we're not going to know in game one if John Moran has turned a corner in his personal life or all of the things that led to this moment with the suspension. But on the court, this is this is what John Moran is. This is who he can be. Uh, how much can he change this team's fortunes, understanding that they've already dug themselves quite a hole here, 7-19, and 19, even with this win? Sure. I think it's important to point out that they're not going to be the two seed again. That that ship has probably sailed, right? Yeah. That that streak is probably over. But when John Morant is healthy and when John Morant is out there playing, obviously the 25 games he's missed were suspension related. He was able to practice with the team the whole time. So it's not like there was a ramp up period. He's been in the system. He knows the schemes. He just has had some time off in terms of the games being actually played. Mm. Uh, so it's, it's surprising in the sense that it was the second night of a back-to-back, right? It was surprising in the sense that it was against a good New Orleans team and the Grizzlies lost to a good Thunder team and looked completely listless, lifeless at times in Oklahoma City just the night before. And for John Morant to have that dramatic of an impact, to help role players get going, to find open shooters, to create opportunities for Jaron Jackson Jr., to use his newfound isolation scoring prowess in a more effective way, an efficient way, because the defense had to focus on John Moran. His trickle-down effect, being that significant that quickly, was perhaps more surprising than any individual performance. I expected him to have a pretty good showing if Jenkins was going, Taylor Jenkins, the Grizzlies head coach, was going to let him play and get his minutes, which he did, to his credit, especially in the second half. I was, I was happy to see the team rally around him. And I was happy to see Vince Williams Jr. and Xavier Tillman, guys who had struggled numerous times, especially Tillman, 
throughout the 25 game suspension, seeing some of those guys have some success and it turn into a win because they have their superstar back. People wanted to write off the Memphis Grizzlies and say the season was over. And I never understood why we haven't seen John Morant yet. You just saw him for the first time and you see what he's capable of. Doesn't mean they're going to win the NBA finals. Doesn't mean that they're going to get outside of the seven seed and be a play or not be a play in. And if you rope them off from being a postseason team, you're out of your mind because John Morant's one of the best players on the planet and he's back. So what is a reasonable expectation now for the Grizzlies now that John Moran is back and this team is, is relatively healthy, at least the core top guys. And they'll get even more healthy in the next two weeks as Marcus Smart returns in the next couple of games and then yep. Luke Kennard after him. And they'll have a functioning guard rotation again, which they haven't had again. Need to remind everyone the entire season. <laughs> they have not had a healthy functioning guard rotation. They're one of the worst teams in the NBA in turnovers because they haven't had a point guard that actually should start in the NBA for 25 games. Marcus Smart's not a starting NBA point guard. At least he shouldn't be. He's a starting NBA wing. Derrick Rose is not a starting NBA point guard anymore. Jacob Gilliard is literally a two-way player. Those are the guys that have played point guard in the absence of John Morant. So mm -hmm. I just want to stress that we have no idea how good this Grizzlies team is because we haven't seen them yet. It's weird to say that in December, but it's also weird to have a guy be suspended for 25 games for the things that John Morant did. We can argue whether it was warranted or not, all those things. I agree with what you said at the top that hopefully we see some of that personal growth. But to Morant's credit, he has said numerous times, what I say doesn't matter. I'm going to have to live my life and show you through my actions that I'm still yep. jaw. I need to be myself and, you know, hit Jose Alvarado with the too small celebration and flex after a game winning shot. He needs to be the audacious John Morant for, for him to be a top 15 player on the planet. But if he plays like this and Marcus Smart fits the way the Grizzlies think he can fit and Luke Kennard comes in and is one of the top five three-point shooters in the NBA the last three years, the way he has been, statistically speaking, there's no reason this team can't make the play. -in. Stay up to date all year on the Memphis Grizzlies by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Grizzlies on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, the Vikings right now in the playoff mix. And... I don't know how, before we get to all of that, Aaron Rodgers said what we all expected him to say. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers Stay Hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, what are you waiting for? The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, teasers, and more. There's also weekly promos and boosts to give you plenty of opportunities to increase your payouts. Looking for the odds to win the NFC? The Seahawks are fifth. 49ers favorites, minus 110. The Eagles, plus 420. Cowboys, 5-1. to one. Lions, 8-1. to one. Then a big gap. And the Seahawks, 36-1. to one. You can also combine bets for a bigger payout. Same game parlay is a great way to watch sports. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and do the NFL season right. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Aaron Rodgers will not return in 2023 to quarterback the New York Jets. This is according to Aaron Rodgers. Appearing on the Pat McAfee Show, Rodgers said a return to action would have been an absolute no-brainer for a playoff game. The Jets were eliminated from playoff contention this past week. He said, if I was 100% today, I'd definitely be pushing to play, but the fact is, I'm not. Captain Obvious said, I'm sorry, uh, Aaron Rodgers said, look, this is something we have been saying for weeks. It's an Achilles tear. I don't, I don't understand why this story got so much oxygen. He was never coming back. It was never going to happen. And and every week we got a new leak. Hey, Aaron Rodgers looking good. And then every week on Pat McAfee, he would say, guys, come on. This is crazy. I'm not, I'm not coming back. Duh. Houston Texans rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud remains in concussion protocol. That means his status for this week's game up in the air, according to reports. Indications are that Stroud will miss his second straight game, but the Texans continue to monitor Stroud's progress before making a final decision. Stroud, who suffered a concussion in the Texans' 30-6 loss to the New York Jets on December 10th, won't practice on Wednesday as he continues to work through the protocol. In the association, the Bucks hosted the Victor Wembenyama-less Spurs. That's a fun whistle. Damian Lillard, we got to start there tonight, Frank. He dropped a pretty efficient 40 ball tonight. He was 7 of 10 from two-point range, and he was 7 of 12 from three-point range, making him good for 14 of 22 on the evening. It was his first 40-point game as a Buck, and this performance comes off of him dropping 39 against Houston and then 33 against Detroit, meaning that this is the third straight game that we saw Dame time get to business and score at least 30 points. He's averaging 28 a game in December now, splits 49% overall, 46.6 from three, 91% from the foul line. Free throw t- attempts have gone down, um, and uh, that's okay because he's just uh, having these games where he's shooting the lights out. And on the ice, the Wild got an overtime win on the road over the Bruins. He's back. Kirill Kaprizov scores the game winner in overtime as the Minnesota Wild beat the Boston Bruins 4-3. Everybody, Seth Topol, host of Lockdown Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, recapping a huge win for the Minnesota Wild that featured goals from Marcus Johansson, Ryan Hartman, Kirill Kaprizov once, and then Kirill Kaprizov again in overtime. Marc-Andre Fleury stood on his head in this game, and after last night's clunker, the Minnesota Wilds pick up maybe their biggest win of the season. And more importantly, Kirill Kaprizov, two goals, including six shots in the third period and overtime to seal it. For more on the Minnesota Wild, make sure to follow Lockdown Wild wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
another story you need to know. Last year, the Minnesota Vikings won 13 games and were incapable of playing anything other than a one-score game. This year, the Minnesota Vikings are 7-7 seven and seven and still incapable of doing anything but playing a one-score game yep. again. <laughs> this time on Saturday, it was the Bengals getting the better of the Minnesota Vikings in a 27-24 win. That laugh you heard, Luke Braun from Locked On Vikings <laughs> joins me now. And Luke, it looked like after Kirk Cousins went down with a, a brutal injury for a team that was starting to play really good football, it looked like they were just going to keep on keeping on. Josh Dobbs doing Josh Dobbs stuff, come back down, lost three of their last four games. So as we head down the stretch here, Nick Mullins in at quarterback, what are, what are the realistic how about just evaluations of where this team is right now? Forget expectations. How about just evaluate where this team yeah. is right now? It's a week-to-week -week thing, right? You'll, they'll have games where the defense will shut a team out. And you're going, oh my goodness. You know, Kevin O'Connell saying this is a championship defense, and it's hard to argue with that. They just let up zero points to an NFL team that went on four days later and hung 60 on the 60. Chargers. Yeah. Uh, you're going, wow, all right, they're doing well. And then, you know, they give up three touchdowns in a row to uh, Jake Browning all on 70-plus yard drives in the same quarter. Nasty stuff, right? It's a week-to-week -week thing with this team. Um, they have shown that when all things are firing on all cylinders, when they're not making mistakes and shooting themselves in the foot and fumbling the ball and putting themselves in a hole, that they can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the best of them. Even without Kirk Cousins, they had shown that they can still at least, you know, hang, right? Um, but we don't get the luxury of that fantasy where they don't fumble the ball and they don't do stupid stuff <laughs> right. and they don't shoot themselves in the foot. That's the they are rife with the stupidest crap you have ever seen. Um, you know, play calls not getting relayed properly in the huddle now with Josh Dobbs, a little understandable, right? Like that, that happened a lot in the Atlanta game when he had just gotten there and it's like, okay, well that's probably to be expected. Yeah, Kevin O'Connell has to give him the whole play call, all the reads and Hey, throw it to this guy. Yeah. Right. Um, and to nobody's surprise, that started to be more of a problem <laughs> as we had to go through week in, week in and week out with that sort of um, language barrier. But, uh, I mean, earlier in the season, they had crucial moments where they failed because the headsets went out. They had issues in the huddle, issues communicating, um, issues getting to the line on time, a delay of game in a huge spot on uh, a major third and eight in the Cincinnati game. Um, and another like a huge third down sack because the play clock was dwindling down. They couldn't adjust the protection when the Bengals rolled a safety down into the box, threatened blitz. They couldn't adjust for it. That safety ran in unblocked and got a huge sack. That kind of stuff is operational. And it's just it's the stuff that has nothing to do with who's got where you allocated your cap or where you drafted. It, it's it's free to fix that. And that, that's the stuff they haven't been able to fix. And so. As the, as the team finishes this out, and they're, they're still right in the mix in the NFC playoffs, though losing to Sit the Bengals. Sitting seed, baby. <laughs> right. Uh, losing, to the, losing to the Bengals, that doesn't help. The backup quarterback, those are games you want to try and win, although the, the Vikings, of course, playing their third quarterback of, of the course. season. But, what, right. Yep. So, <laughs> I, it's just, I, I can't count that high. It's, it's, yes, when you're counting quarterbacks, you don't usually have to count that high. They have the Lions twice. They have the Packers mm -hmm. and that week 18 game for the lions. We'll see if it matters. So they, they could be regardless of all of that crazy stuff. That stuff happened last year and they won 13 games. We know that this team, because this is just who this version of the Vikings are, 
they could have the dumbest stuff happen and they could win a couple of fluky games and all of a sudden be in the postseason. Yeah, and because of their tiebreakers, they have the best conference record of all of these NFC wildcard teams. Because if you look at their losses, Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Bengals. They got four of their losses were AFC teams. They have a really good conference record. So they have really good tiebreakers, not to mention head-to-head on the Falcons and Saints, and at the very least, a split with the Packers, too, if it comes down to that. Um, So they have great tiebreakers. And that will put them in good playoff position. But Justin Jefferson was kind of asked a similar question about like, so what's, you know, what's the expectation? Where are you, where's your head at? And they're going, well, we beat the lions twice. And all we need to do is get, get help from one team. Just need the Dallas Cowboys to beat them week 17 and, and we win the division. So their head is still there and, and good for them, right? Like they're until you're mathematically eliminated from it, you know, go ham. Um, but they would need the Lions to lose out and for the Vikings to win out. But with two games against the Lions, they have control over two of those three games. Yeah. So for them, look, the Lions are a division rival. We know them. They know us. That is a great equalizer. And yeah, the Lions are favored in that game. Of course they are. Uh, but let's go, you know, game starts 0-0 no matter what Vegas thinks. So let's get in there and see if they can't do that. And then if they lose to the Lions on Christmas Eve in the whiteout game, then you know, attention's turned to the wild card hunt and all that stuff in a pretty big game against the Green Bay Packers. Stay up to date all year on the Minnesota Vikings by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Vikings on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, should the Bears trade Justin Fields? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The Chicago Bears have a decision to make with a pair of high first round picks. They can reset the franchise if they so choose. To do that would mean moving on from Justin Fields. Locked on NFL hosts James Rapine and Chris Carter discuss their conundrum. You're in a position where you're not showing traction with this young quarterback and you still need to invest a lot on your team right now. And if you're not sure that Justin Fields is the guy, you can't afford to pay him a super contract in the future, in the near future, unless you unless you build something around him. And this was their chance to build something around him was the, with, the, with these past couple of years to say, hey, let's go get let's go get some an offensive line, let's go get a couple of playmakers. And they certainly got some playmakers, like they, they got guys that are able to you know to make some splash plays on the offense. But they have not built a core that I could rely on right now. And so I, I think they should explore the trade market. To me, it's it's pretty simple. If you think that there is a high end franchise quarterback with the number one overall pick, you take him. Yeah. It Justin Fields, as talented as he is, and he is talented, is sort of irrelevant in that decision. The thing is, there is no conundrum. There isn't. Any stock one has in Justin Fields at this moment is based on pre-draft priors. There is nothing he has shown in the NFL to suggest he is a franchise quarterback, not for any consistent period of time. He might have a one game 
or two nice games and then go back to throwing for 95 yards or 130 yards or completing 19 of 40 and turning the ball over at a historic rate. All of those things are, by the way, things that have happened to Justin Fields. He's still playing in games this season where he has not gotten to 100 yards passing after the team went out and got all sorts of help. Offensive line help. First round, offensive tackle. Darnell Wright's been really good. You get DJ Moore, who's been awesome for them. You revamped your offense. And they're still not very good. Justin Fields is still not very good. When the option is Caleb Williams or Drake May, there's no conundrum here. You move on from Justin Fields. You get what you can get, which is not going to be that much. And you take the great quarterback prospect with five years of contract control and you go from there. This is a no-brainer. And finally, from the people that brought you the no-duh Aaron Rodgers isn't coming back to the Jets this season, I bring you no-duh Florida State is considering leaving the ACC. This according to the latest reports, and this was out there in the ether before the season, that Florida State could be gone. And then they went undefeated, won the conference, and did not make the college football playoff. Of course, they're going to be thinking about everything, including how can we go to the college football playoff? How can we win a national title? This is just what happens now. This is what college athletics look like. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Coming up on the next Locked On Sports Today, who stands to lose the most in the NFL playoff picture this Christmas weekend? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports Today. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.